What's good, fam? This is your boy Dijon, and this is how to be a motherfucking legend. Yeah! This is the place to be for inspiration and the realization of your full creative potential. Uh huh. Each episode, we're gonna be sharing tips uh. and insights to help you unlock the greatness that is already inside of you. Okay. Yo, this is a fucking lit ass episode right here already. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the energy in this room is palpable, and I'm glad for y'all to experience. This is my homie Jay Brave. What's up? He is a conscious MC coach and just a huge force in our community. And uh, before we get started, you wanna break us off a little, little something? Oh, a little some some. Little some some. Uh, yeah, I got a new song coming out called "Belong Here," and um, it goes like this. Um, been searching my whole life trying to find my home out running these streets all on my own every challenge that i faced was a stepping stone and they gave me the strength to express my palms what it do back to the infinite truth we're all one even if it's in it for two pop died real young but remember the dude real talk big homie is forever imbued if ever i knew what time that's calling me through what's right now the land is inviting me to plant my roots and heal from the mana it spews in the soil in the air when the water it soothes breathe deep Feeling my cup, feeling the love, feeling the beautiful ocean and the stars above. I'm feeling a newfound resilience, a root down, a new crown, an inbound for brilliance. I'm kneeling down to the earth, ask for permission, make it clear to me with a smooth transition. Paved with abundance on the road to success. Reveal me the sign so I know it's a yes. I know deep in my soul that go up the how and just give up control. Go without hesitation, trust in the spirit that I put all my faith in. Whoa, yes, brother. Yes, thank mm. you. Mm-hmm. Thank you. So that's what it is. That was this week's episode of How to Be a Motherfucking <laughs> oh <my laughs> Legend. Nah, seriously, this, this brother has been cultivating himself as a human being and his gifts as an MC for mm. as long as I've known him. And I've loved watching your, your evolution. And I love the storytelling mm. in your music and the consciousness. Yeah. Thank you. It's deep shit, homie. Thank you, bro. Yeah. So would you be down to share a little bit about like what inspired those rhymes? Yeah. I mean, that particular song is inspired by a trip I took to Hawaii. I've been going there since I was a kid. My father used to be in the Air Force, came out and worked on the airplanes for Western Airlines. Mm. And um, because of his servitude to Western Airlines, which later became Delta, I used to fly with the buddy passes. So my father took me to Hawaii almost every summer up until he passed away back when I was 11. And so I grew really fond of being on Oahu and staying with friends there. And I went back on tour there a few years ago and I was out uh, near the Manoa Falls having a really beautiful spiritual experience lost in this beautiful, incredible wilderness with bamboo trees and banyan trees and just me and this one sister having this beautiful time like no one else around. And I just got the download for that song. And it's really about my asking permission to live on Hawaii one day. Mm. And I really feel a strong resonance that one day I will live on the islands, but I wanted to ask the earth permission and also rekindling the the memories of my dad. So that song's about that experience and remembering his his company, of course. Wow, so many dimensions Mm. to that story. You know, this is why hip hop is the most powerful art form in the world. It's the most popular, right? Because how much was that? That was like an autobiographical story. It was uh, 
remembering your father and honoring him. Mm -hmm. It was a remembering that woman and the energy that you shared. Mm -hmm. It was a manifestation prayer to spirit about Hawaii. Mm -hmm. And that manifestation prayer is you just you just watch a master class on how to manifest because manifestation happens at the intersection of the masculine and feminine energies. Mm. Right. So the masculine is I want to this is what I want to create, but it's not just like I'm taking this shit, you know, it's like mm -hmm. great spirit, if this is in alignment, like mm. I'm I'm open to receiving it. Yeah. I think permission's really powerful because like we oftentimes just take for granted the idea of just, like you said, take what we desire in life. Mm -hmm. But there's a, you know, with nature especially, can we come to a place of permission? Can we come to a place of reverence? Can we come to a place of humility? Mm. Uh, before we eat the food, before we take from the ground, before we reap the fruits. Um, especially before we come to a place that really on a land isn't maybe indigenous to our culture. You know what I'm saying? So there's such a powerful um, intention behind just asking permission in all things in life. Mm. You know? Yeah, I love it. What do you feel like allowed you to like wake up to be conscious to think in this way? <sighs> wow, a lot of struggle, you know, a lot of failure, a lot of mistakes, a lot of, um, you know, I grew up in a, a basically a, a trap house as a kid. My brothers all sold drugs, um, gang banged. Uh, I grew up in a house in Inglewood, California in the mid 80s, back at the time where like hip hop was coming alive. Breakdancing was coming into form. Uh, my brother breakdanced in the 1984 Olympics in the closing ceremonies with Lionel oh, Richie, is so which is pretty cool because he has the same birthday as me. So I've always felt an affinity with Lionel Richie. And I grew up just watching like um, crazy house parties, you know what I mean? Like hip hop at its prime uh, and a lot of crazy shit. Like people, you know, doing illegal things and selling drugs and fighting and. There's graffiti all over my home. And my house kind of went out of control and my mother and father kind of broke up. Mm. And so it got to the point that it was so terrible that my house literally got raided by the police one day mm. when I was about six years old. And I remember vividly, it was like four in the morning, being woken up by riot gear cops, you know, wow. busting the doors with guns, um, putting us all in the living room, throwing all of our shit in the center of the house, like literally pouring out dresser drawers in the middle of one pile. And it was suit helicopters over the house, you know, police with guns, um, canines. It was really traumatic. And I think that for me, it was um, just super, uh, yeah, just traumatic to experience as a young kid. Mm. And it also was a catalyst for a lot of things that shifted in my life. But, you know, I grew from humble beginnings. And that was one of the stories that kind of began to cultivate a lot of my pain story, mm. you know? Mm. Yeah. Yeah, that's a that's a powerful story and mm. also a great exemplification that like power is derived from transmuting trauma, mm. right? Like not avoiding it or not wishing it didn't happen. It's like you went through it to become the man that you are. Yeah, I feel that going through that experience um, allowed me to realize that we create our reality. You know, it's like we whether it's our story of trauma as a past as kids or our parental things or what we experienced in our lives, like we created it all. I feel I chose to be in this body. Mm. You know what I mean? I'm just a luminous being having a human experience. Mm -hmm. And so no matter what I've gone through, it's not to be blaming myself for what I've gone through, but it's more the realization that I chose this human form so I can learn certain lessons. And mm. oftentimes the family lessons are the first lesson we have to overcome in order to get to more important challenges in life. Because I had to think like, Life is not about the absence of challenge, it's about our willingness to perceive them in a more heightened way. 
so we can expand through them. I 100% agree. Yeah, and so for me, that was just one of many stories. And from that space, as I got older and went through a lot of different spiritual shifts and growths, um, I used to work full-time with Homeless Night Risk Youth at a time in my life. And I was a mentor for young people that were living on the streets, living in abandoned buildings, living in shelters, runaway kids that were prostituting in and out of jail, in and out of gangs. It was really a volatile situation. And my job was to build rapport and offer resources unconditionally. Mm. Despite someone's uh, where they're at, despite if they were robbing or stealing from people, despite if they were coming from a broken home, like that wasn't my job to judge the situation. It was my job to offer resources to help them on some kind of level of physical reality and inner world mm. to come back into their center. Mm. And that taught me a lot about my own trauma. Like how do I approach my trauma? So through the healing of working with those young people, it helped me really to look at my own shit and begin to alchemize that process. Amazing. Yeah. Yeah, that's like the multidimensional nature of healing, right? Because at the deepest level, there's only one of us here, right? Mm. Human consciousness is a unified thing and everything is one is something that gets thrown around a lot. Mm. But like, what does that mean? Mm. And for me, your situation exemplifies that, right? Like you experienced the trauma when you were a child, like mm. you were in that seat of the experience. And then when you became an adult, then you got to heal the trauma by being the adult to the traumatized children in that situation, mm -hmm. right? So that's like just a really powerful way that we can see that like life is always giving us opportunities to heal. Mm. You know, it's like, do we rise to meet those opportunities? Mm. You know, and the other thing that really resonated about what you said is you're working through this stuff with your family to move to deeper things. And it's not that like one layer of healing is better than the other, but I do believe there's an order, right? Mm. Like I feel like you have to heal yourself. And once you heal yourself and you stop taking things personally, then you can start to heal the layer of family. Mm. And then once you heal the layer of family, then you can really show up in the community in the right way. You know, not from a place of like, for me, I know it was not from a place of like validation or needing to be like, I'm helping, I'm a good person, mm. right? It's like, I'm not seeking something, I'm just serving. Yeah, right? I think I learned that a lot through the working with homeless youth. Mm. I, I realized that in the beginning, there was a part of my ego that wanted the validation of being that, like, oh, look at me, I'm doing this to help these people. And there was a part of me that wanted to have that merit badge on my chest because I was doing something, quote unquote, good for the community. Mm -hmm. And I realized um, also that um, my service initially wasn't unconditional. Mm. And because I was coming from a place of wanting some kind of validation for what I was doing, and I thought that I could save the young people that were going through such difficult things. But it was very much a part of my ego that had to be put in the ch to check and realize that um, I can't change anybody. I can only change myself. And mm -hmm. I can only offer the resources that I can offer, whether it's my own insight or wisdom or the resources, resources available through right the resources available through, you know, the center. So in reality that uh, it was a powerful lesson for me to learn the importance of unconditional service mm. and really come from that space of, as I grew into that role, like, can I really just offer um, everything without expectation? And I think it's a powerful lesson in life. You know, can we come from a space without expectation of just being, being, you know, uh, in service or in love or, wanting to help without the reward. And if we receive that, what a blessing, but it's just powerful to what place are we coming from? Right. What are we operating from? What's our operating system like a computer? Exactly, yeah, it's that good check. I get checked like that all the time. Mm. And when I'm not coming from a pure place, it gets, it gets reflected to me and I'm like, okay, 
I can purify the container even more. Thank you for the, for the reflection. Mm. You know, it's like learning the lessons in every situation. Mm. And you're a great teacher for me in that, that time that my car got broken into and all my electronics got stolen and you were like, I don't know, I don't know how, but this is some sort of blessing, you know, mm. like, and that really catapulted a really deep level of self-inquiry and growth in my life, which I feel like I would not be sitting here as I am were it not for your reaction to that experience, mm. you know? So. Yeah, I mean, I'm a firm believer that acknowledgement's the key to inner alchemy. Mm. Let's, let's repeat that, because that was a gem right there. Yeah. Acknowledgement is the key to inner alchemy. Yeah, and I believe that's true because when we acknowledge what occurs without judgment, then we're acknowledging what's there. And then we come to a space of acceptance. Okay, I can accept what is. This happened to me. My car got broken into. That shit happens in Oakland <laughs> or in San Francisco sometimes. Yeah. And let me accept that this is what is because I can't change what is. Mm -hmm. Like there's no one around. I can't go chase anybody down. This is just what occurred. And again, sometimes we misconstrue acceptance with condonement. That's a big um, misconception that we often misconstrue in our minds as humans. If I can accept something that is, doesn't mean I condone what is. Like right. I, you can accept that your car got broken into. Doesn't mean you condone that that happened because that's some bullshit. Someone <laughs> broke into your car and stole your, your thing yeah. that we witness. And then comes to the space where it's like, then I can make, um, what can I create now? What can I create from this situation? And so when we, I'm a firm believer that when we realize that our challenges are actually gifts in disguise and the answers to our prayers, then we transmute even the perception of something being negative or positive. It's like Rumi says, out beyond the ideas of wrongdoing and rightdoing, there's a field. I'll meet you there. Mm. And I feel like he, was, like he was coming from that space without expectation, without condition. Mm -hmm. He can approach something from a space of there's no right or wrong, so what am I here to learn from this experience? Because that's all that's left. Once we take out the right or wrong, what's left? Okay, well, what can I learn from this experience? Mm -hmm. And so my mind immediately, when that happened to you, I just cut to the chase of that. I don't want to miss, you know, take away from uh, step one and two, but it was like, this is a blessing. You know, what is the blessing? I don't know. Let's, let's find it out. And what was the blessing for you? What came up for you? Well, what came up for me was that I had a download to not put my stuff in the car. Mm. Like actually multiple things. Intuitive hits that said, don't leave the stuff in the car right so in not listening to that my stuff got stolen mm. and then i said you know i heard clearly like three times don't put your stuff in the car and i did it anyways because mm. i thought i was a good person i had a bubble of protection around me i was in like this spiritual e spiritual ego place and um i realized if i was missing a sign that clear i was probably missing more subtle signs too so i started doing some self-inquiry to figure out what those were and that was like a deep and painful process to mm. be illuminated to like ways of showing up that weren't in integrity with how I wanted to, to be in the world. But ultimately, it helped me to get in integrity and to continue my devotion to deepening into that integrity. So mm. it's the greatest gift, like you said, there could be. It's a painful one. It was painful. But I've, I know how to be comfortable with being uncomfortable. I actually like relish it now. Like yeah. I can like see in the dark now you know so it's like shadow work is something we all have to do right just like there's nighttime and there's daytime like the the nighttime is coming 
in exact proportion to the daytime. So you're either going to do the work consciously or you're going to do it unconsciously and it's going to come out in your relationships. Mm. So, you know, we choose to do it consciously. Yeah, I think greatness isn't the absence of challenges. I think greatness is actually the ability to come to acceptance of them. Mm. Or our mistakes or the times where we do something that's um, even out of integrity. Because I look at things more like things can be in alignment or out of alignment. I can be in alignment or out of alignment. Mm-hmm. I can be complete or incomplete. Mm-hmm. Those things are binary, like a ones and zeros. You mm-hmm. feel me? It's not finite forever. All right. So to me, like we can make a mistake, like not locking the car or um, my car. Um, it could be a money thing or it could be a relationship thing or it could be anything in any facet of our life. But in reality, when I realize that I accept that I made a mistake and that's okay. I'm human. Humans make mistakes. We're not perfect. Mm-hmm. From that space, it's more powerful than trying to like beat myself up over the mistake or like, um, you know, pushing aside what I'm actually feeling. It's totally. more powerful just to feel it all. Totally. Yeah. And uh, the the thing that really clicked into place about it being okay to make mistakes was the sports analogy for mm-hmm. life, right? Like, if you're playing a basketball game, you don't make all the shots. Mm-hmm. You know, if you make 50%, that's really good, mm-hmm. right? And life is more challenging than basketball. So, you know, it's okay to not have a 100% success rate, you mm. know? And what you can do by doing this meditation or introspective work, it's like watching game tape. You're watching game tape of your life and you're saying, you know what? My three-point percentage is like 25%, but when I'm in the pain, I'm like 75%. So like, one, I need to strengthen my three-point game, and two, I need to take my ass to the paint and make sure that that's where most of the action (laughs) takes place. Right. You know? I love that. So that was a little example of Jay Bray's influence on me, like kind of as a coach and a mentor. And he has a program that I let him tell you a little bit about in case you're interested in his mentorship. Mm. Yeah, I do uh, my coaching work one-on-one and do workshops called Discover Your Sacred Offering because I feel like everyone is here to express a gift. I feel every single person alive on planet Earth right now is here to express a gift that's unique to them that only they can share. Mm -hmm. And I feel oftentimes we look at life like, well, what's my purpose in life? And I've come to realize in my philosophies that there is no individual purposes in life. I feel that we all have one collective purpose as human beings, and that's to awaken to our divine self. Mm. And however, what makes us unique is that we express in so many different ways. Some people make rap music, some people do yoga, some people are chefs, some people do marketing, some people do camera work, you know what I mean? Like, there's so many ways to express as human beings, and that's what makes us individually uh, dynamic. And when we align our gifts and our collective intention to awaken, with a desire to be in service, something really profoundly magical occurs that I've seen in my life and in through others' lives. Mm. And oftentimes we feel that void of doing something like, you know, working corporate jobs or um, we don't feel satisfied because we're not fully in service to something that we know that we can do. There's a big part of us that just wants to contribute. We just want to be a contribution to our family or the community or the greater human uh, existence as a whole mm. and I feel oftentimes when people feel unsatisfied it's because they're deep down they just want to contribute in some way mm-hmm. and they want to feel that natural inclination as a human being to feel appreciated and that's normal we all want to feel hugged and loved and appreciated it's a human thing mm-hmm. even when babies are born if they're not held by their mother they could die there's a chance on the physical level that the baby could pass away if it's not held by another human being at that very delicate fragile stage So there's an innate facet of us that just wants to contribute and share our gifts. And I like to help cultivate people to 
uh, find out what that gift is and open that up for them and step into that so they can make a living or be in service or just really enjoy life at a higher capacity. Fuck yeah. Fuck yeah. So your Instagram handle is? At jbrave underscore. Right on. Yeah. So if you want to connect with him, if you want to get that mentorship, be in that program, that's how you do it. Mm. We'll have it in the show notes. We'll probably have a little graphic that pops up to say that shit too. I'm Dijon. You can connect with me at Dijon Bowden. I also have a 10-week coaching program, How to Be a Motherfucking Legend. And like you said, we're doing the same thing. We're doing exactly the same thing with our own flavor, just like we're wearing two fly-ass motherfucking hats, but they're a different style. Essentially, God is an artist. God is a creator, and we mm. are two of God's creations, and we're both fly as a motherfucker. Mm. So would you like to take us out with a little closing rap? Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, so many rhymes, so many flows, where do I go? How do I know? I don't know. I let go. I choose to express every time I go heel toe, in the breath, out the mouth. What am I really about? Vegan MC, 15 years, eating raw sauerkraut. It's a beautiful life to live. I'm here to give and recognize I'm giving back to the kids. We breaking down walls so we can build a bridge. This is a time that we can all live. I just freestyle my life. I don't know where to go. <laughs> My guy's yes. out here though. Yes. Boom! I so appreciate you being here. If you enjoy the energy that we are creating and building, share it with the homies. Take a screenshot, post it on your Instagram stories. Leave a five-star review on iTunes. Really, those five-star reviews are really going to help this get to more people. Just let people know about it. And if you ever want help, going deeper into yourself, developing yourself and doing that with a community and with guidance, head on over to programs.howtobeamotherfuckinglegend.com and we got you. Until next time, peace.